Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we're back. Julie Harris, it is May the 4th. We are finishing up our mini-series on six rules only rich people know. And today we're going to be talking about rule number five and rule number six. And we're also going to be sharing with them a specific action plan that they need to do if they're really, truly serious about getting their, um, you know, taking control of their money and creating a, a relatively short pathway to being rich. And just going back to the first podcast we did in the series, rich is where your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money in the ideal scenario that I hope all of you will um, take on the challenge to create for yourselves is creating enough passive income where the money coming in every single month passively, not from the sweat of your brow or the sweat of anyone else's brow in your family, comes from passive means. And that could be paid off rental properties, dividend paying stocks, certainly revenue share from EXP, things like that. So that's what we're going to be talking about a little bit um, as a bonus beyond rule number six. It's really important you take this seriously because it's our premise of our coaching organization that ultimately the reason that you got into real estate in the first place and took on the liability and all the other emotions and you know responsibilities that go along with being a small business owner was so that you can experience freedom. Freedom is where you don't have to actually worry about money anymore. If you got into real estate just as a job, just essentially as a creative outlet, just for the sake of your own edification, you might be finding that that's the short path to burnout because ultimately you're going to want to experience uh, liberation or libertas or freedom from actually the day-to-day of having to live a transaction-based life. And that's what this uh, podcast series is about. And we're also going to be telling you um, a little bit about our book. And this is on page 171, Rich is Where Your Money Works for You and You No Longer Have to Work for Your Money. And in that uh, it's actually rule number 17 in our book on 171. On That's in the Harris Rules book, not it's, in the Treasure Map. Right, it's in the Harris Rules book. When you read the book, you're going to actually see we actually create an actual step-by-step plan for you to go ahead and not just, um, you know, essentially build a, a very profitable business, but then how to invest that money in such a way that you will get to the point where you will be effectively rich. And again, our definition of rich, and feel free to borrow this for yourself, because there's no, uh, I don't think there's any negative political connotations from uh, our definition of rich, right? Hopefully not. The word rich <laughs> has certainly become a sort of a euf- euphemism for something else that isn't really what it yeah. truly is, right? I mean, at the end of the day, rich people are rich because they've essentially provided a product or a service uh, to a lot of people. In other words, they've given other people value. That's the essence of why most people, like 99.9% of all people are rich. And also, just as an interesting fact, most of, uh, let's see, what was it? Most, not just millionaires, but most decamillionaires, people with a $10 million net worth or more, have created in their lifetimes. They didn't inherit or win the lottery. So well a lot- known fact, because I think a lot of people believe that it was given to them or it's a legacy. Or generational, like generational money that they, they were just born into. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that is a very common sort of politicized mm-hmm. myth in our country that uh, essentially underplays the, you know, 
the relevance to, frankly, with the first sets of rules, uh, rule number two that we read to you guys the other day, where effectively we were trying to express to you that really nobody wants you to be rich. Everybody wants yeah. you to be dependent. And one of the great ways to make you believe that you can't be rich is by letting you believe that the people that are rich have had some sort of unfair advantage over you, which statistically is not true. So there's a little bit of a revelation for some of you, I think, emotionally. We're trying to give you what our goal here is, is for you to be introspective a little bit, but not too much because being, you know, doing self too much self-diagnostics will eventually burn you out and because you can't really move down the field. What we're really hoping you're going to do is take seriously the opportunity for you to be free, for you to be rich and within a very short period of time because all of you can create it. We've been sharing an iteration of this plan for agents with agents for, you know, what? 10, 15 years, long, long time. And we've had agents. This is one of the most emotional topics, interestingly enough, on both the negative and the positive side that we talk about because it really does create a pathway forward for agents to be free. And when they stay on that path, not just agents, but people in general, and when they stay on that path, uh, the other end of it, not having to, you know, being rich where they don't necessarily have the burden of having to worry about where they're their financial, you know, guys, if you can remove the 800 pound gorilla from your back of having to worry about how to pay your bills, what's on the other side of that really truly is a miraculous um, a feeling because you've never, you've gotten so used to carrying around that gorilla, you don't realize that it's there at all times. And once it's gone, you really do feel like a different person. And what you then allow to enter into your life can be extraordinary. So just open your mind to it. I know it's a big thought for a lot of you. It was for Julie and I when we were on our ascension, truthfully. We didn't really know too many people that had done what we eventually ended up doing, but we attached ourselves to, you know, books that we read and, you know, just things like that. And uh, what we did along the way was we just basically stayed disciplined. We stayed true to our mission, which was essentially by the time I was 40 and Julie was 39, that we were going to uh, be rich, where we were able to live off passive income. Now, we did that by the time I was 41 and she was 40, so we kind of missed our goal. But still, it was a good, it was a good end, end result. Um, so what we've laid out for you in these six rules are essentially how we did it, how we've helped dozens of other people do it. So without any further delay, Mrs. Harris, can you get back to rule number five? Yes, so rule number five is accept the fact that the more people you help accomplish their goals, the richer you will become and the more freedom you will experience. But you will only become rich and free when you become of service to others. If you're not rich and free, develop a product or a skill set that others are willing to pay for and then multiply. When you're rich and free the economy t and the economy tanks, you can buy assets at a discount. You can help people who might not have been able to help themselves. Again, that, that speaks to freedom, right? So when you, have, when you are rich, you have the ability to do other things with that money and certainly help other people that might not be as fortunate as you. So the most important aspect of Rule 5 is really the essence of the uh, sort of mindset a lot of normal, I guess most people are raised to believe about rich people. We were just touching on that. Yeah. But it really, does, it really does matter. This little thing that Julie just read really is important. If you're wondering, if, like, so if you find yourself being envious or jealous or resentful or any of these other sort of, you know, non-productive emotions towards people that have things that you don't have, the way to set those feelings and emotions free and make them into something positive is to realize uh, that the people who have more, who are experiencing more, who have just more freedom, you don't, even, you don't even have to think of this materialistically, who have more freedom, the reason that they do is because they've earned the right to have more freedom by helping other people. There's a direct correlation between the number of people, like if you see somebody who's really famous and really rich, 
The reason that they're really famous and really rich is because they have essentially provided, again, let's just call it a product or a service to enough other people. They've created something that other people are willing to essentially, you know, give up their hard-earned dollars for, and, and they've done it in abundance. They've done it in, you know, multitudes that you have yet to do. And that really is the simple fact. So if you're just selling one house at a time, that's great. You know, one house at a time is, you know, you're going to make a lot of really good income. But at the end of the year, how many people have you actually helped versus somebody who's able to sell, you know, tens of thousands of houses or somebody who's able to create a product that sells millions of, you know, iPhones or whatever. Yeah, and you know what else I was thinking about uh, on this rule five where we're talking about, you know, develop a skill set that others are willing to pay for. One of the traps that agents fall into, and we don't need to spend much time on this because we have talked about it before, but one of the traps is... You know, uh, well, I'm a driver, so I'm just not going to hit it about, off with anybody. That whole personality mindset uh, thing where you feel like, well, because you're this certain personality that, you know, people just have to comply to you. Lack of flexibility, lack of versatility, that will keep you from being rich because the most wealthy agents and brokers who have developed the skill set of being able to work with a variety of people in a variety of situations they don't run into that problem. So that's one of those limiting things that can hold you back. And I think too much emphasis is put on that and it confuses agents. Well, your coaching mind is, is uh, struggling, uh, is <laughs> tr kind of forcing you down in the, I want to coach someone through this particular point. That's yeah, but you know they up. get stuck on that. But look, Julie, it's even more than that. Mm -hmm. If you're not willing to actually be a proactive lead generation, a generator and you're it's doing something it, passive, yeah. that's part of it. If you're not, if you're afraid, for example, of picking up the phone and actually helping that for sale by owner or that expired or that notice to default or that fill in the blank person sell their house because you're focused on yourself. How are they right. going to make me feel? What is my emotional situation? Then you're missing the point. Are they going to reject me? Right. So what you're doing is you're focusing on yourself, whereas the way to liberate yourself from those negative feelings of, you know, essentially ego-based, um, you know, feelings. What's of happening to you versus what you're trying to do for them. You're focusing on the wrong person. You need to be focusing on helping those other people, not mm -hmm. just essentially focusing on your own immediate needs and your immediate emotions. That's what we're talking about. And once you realize that, once you have that breakthrough, once you push past this sort of institutionalized fear of being a proactive lead generator, on the other side of that, you're going to say, well, holy tamale, I just listed and sold that for sale by owner. All these other agents were emailing them and calling them and running social campaigns and doing all this passive crap. I went and actually did what Tim and Julie said. I got the listing. I priced it right. I got the property sold. Oh, and by the way, I sold it to my own uh, buyer. Now, what's on the other side of you actually having created that for yourself? What's on the other side of you actually having created that whole stream of business and that whole stream of income for yourself? That in itself is libertas, because freedom, because you're no longer dependent on having buying leads. You're no longer de dependent on all these other, you know, overly complicated, expensive, you know, mostly Mickey Mouse systems that people are trying to get you to believe that you need to include in your real estate practice. Because now you know there's a direct correlation between you knowing what to say and how to say it, your desire to help that for sale by owner or whatever, and the results that you got. You guys see what we're talking about? The always, so there's an, uh, there's a, an old, uh, it's Occam's Razor by Sir Malcolm Occam. And this isn't exactly what he said, but it's sort of the modern interpretation of it. The, the obvious answer is almost always the answer, right? So the obvious answer that comes to your mind is almost always the answer. So if, if I were to ask you, so Julie's pulled me down at her coaching rabbit hole here. <laughs> if I were to ask all of you, what's the, if you have, there's a competition, you get $100,000 in cash 
if you take five listings in the next 30 days. Not a single one of you are going to run a Facebook ad. Not a single one of you are going to worry about <laughs> so TikTok true. videos. Not a single one of you are going to screw around with all the things you're screwing around with or tempted to screw around with. Every single one of you are going to say, well, if I actually wanted to list five houses in 30 days, I know exactly how I'm going to do it. I'm going to do the proactive lead generation that Harris teaches me to do. And I'm going to make myself uncomfortable. I'm going to do it when I don't want to do it. You know, at a, at the highest level, I'm actually going to finally become. You know, I'm going to make myself uncomfortable because I'm wor- I'm I'm working towards the accomplishment yeah, of that they goal. They become instantly proactive. Yeah. So every single one of you know what you have to do to basically be successful at real estate. But what a part of you is so attracted to doing the passive easy stuff? Look, I'm. I, I think it's great that you got a listing from uh, Dave Ramsey, a referral from Dave, but you paid thirty percent for it. Yeah. And so what you buy, essentially by you working at such a huge discount, and that's before your broker's fees and your actual fixed costs. If you're, you're lucky if you're working for a, a single percent on those types of, of referrals. Get them if you can, but at the end of the day, you're never going to move the ball down the field if you're totally dependent on other people to feed you. Yeah, that, unless it's not predictable or duplicatable. Nope. When you have the skill, you can create those closable leads at will, quite literally. Did you guys hear what Julie just said? It's not predictable and duplicatable. What is predictable and duplicatable is the fact that you're going to be able to every single day proactively go after listing opportunities. You cannot count on Dave Ramsey or some goofball Facebook ad or some goofball TikTok video creating closable transactions, but you can create closable transactions if you're a proactive lead generator. Some of you get it, and now you're beginning to have light bulbs go off in your you know minds, and you're having these little epiphanies, and at the same time, you're wishing you hadn't listened to what we just said, because it means that virtually everything that you're doing, you now are coming to the realization, is not going to actually end with, uh, you know, you having positive results and making money, let alone making enough money that you're actually going to create a profit that you can somehow uh, learn to invest it and become rich. Absolutely. Well said. Yeah, absolutely. So rule number six, if you're not rich and free, it's because you're choosing, well, this is, this is a severe one to end on, but it's so true. It is true. It's because you're choosing to be poor and dependent. That's radical. You are making that choice. Someone else has not made that choice for you. Obviously, some people were born on third base and act like they hit homers, but stop thinking that the vast majority of millionaires and billionaires aren't self-made. Stop being in conflict with why someone is rich. They're rich because they're providing something to enough other people that those people are willing to pay for, thus producing enough profit that they are rich. And that's really true because if somebody isn't providing a great product or service, they don't last long. Their product doesn't sell their services aren't accepted. The market you know, sorts it out. The if you market want, sorts it if out. If you want them. to know why somebody, like, you know, let's just be self-serving. If you want to know why we're one of the top real estate coaching organizations in the world, it's because we've been doing it for a long time. And more times than not, we're exceeding the expectations that our clients have for us. And so that they choose to continue to do business with us and tell other people. It's the same reason this is the number one listened to daily podcast in the world. It's the same reason why Harris Rules, which you guys definitely should be getting this book, uh, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, everywhere. And of course, it's available on Audible. So just download it from iTunes. It's the same reason the book is becoming one of the best-selling real estate books of all time, because it's helping a lot of people. In the case of the books, it's helping tens of thousands of people. In the case of this podcast, guys, we've had, and this is, uh, we've had well over 10 million downloads to this podcast. So I want you to think about that. That's a lot of people that, for the most part, we've helped, otherwise they wouldn't be listening. Exactly. So think bigger. Think about what your potential is. So let's see, we were doing rule number six. We're at, if your primary aim is your immediate safety and security and two weeks off for vacation, and that's the only contribution you're willing to make, which is known as minimum effort to maintain comfort. If your every waking moment is seeking comfort, you have chosen to be dependent. 
You have chosen to be a slave to your own limiting beliefs. The Social Security Administration, for example, states that 95% of people retire being dependent either on the government or on a family member. Now, here's the other thing that's interesting as we move that now we're, we've done our six rules. Now I'm going to give you guys advanced homework here. So go absolutely get the book Harris Rules. And I want you to look at um, having, I have the book open in front of me right now. And I know I'm mixing rules here, but go to page 171, as I was saying before, and look at this. Uh, it's called Riches Where Your Money Works For You. And I'm going to read to you guys. Actually, I'm going to have Mrs. Harris read to you guys the summary of each of these uh, levels. And what we've created, I think it's a seven-level plan, right? I don't remember. I don't, I don't, it's not seven, but that's okay. It's four. Um, so be, before we do that, because we're talking about investing what they make. Right. This is the advanced stuff. Right. The If you're figuring out how to predictably and duplicatably create the income it's going to take to ad advance to this, then you need to start with, with you know, the uh, real estate treasure map. Oh, that's true. So, yes, guys, absolutely. Download the real estate treasure map. It's free. And thank you, Julie, for reminding me. Yes. Uh, so download the treasure map right away. And all you have to do is text 2021 to 47372. Text 2021 to 47372. Do that now as Julie's keying up to give you the summary of uh, this uh, particular chapter in the book starting on page 171. Uh, and what the real estate treasure map is, is your fill in the blank business and life plan. It's where every single one of you, you know, it should be a law in all 50 states that every single agent that gets their license needs to do the real estate treasure map first because it does really give you a clear path forward for your business and personal life. It's a fill-in-the-blank business plan. Yes, this book is for sale on Amazon. No, we don't want you to buy it. Yes, we want to give it to you. And all you have to do is text 2021 to 47372. Just go ahead and do that now. Text 2021 to 47372. Yes. And so again, this is a specific plan. You might want to take notes, but certainly get the book so that you'll have it in front of you. Before we get into the, the uh, master plan level one, then we're going to make four assumptions. First, we're going to assume that you currently owe on a home with a mortgage, that you have some debt to pay off, that your desire is to be truly financially free, and that you are willing and able to stay focused for long periods of time and follow a path, even when occasionally it feels daunting to you. So those are our four assumptions. Master plan level one, and, and here's our disclaimer, we are not your accountant or your attorney. This, this is, you know, your podcast. Can I, can, yeah. so, so what she's going to do is she's going to walk you through, and she's not going to spend a lot of time on this, but she's going to walk you through the stages of wealth accumulation. The wealth accumulation phases are going to start with you doing a lot of uh, doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do at the highest level. We're not going to sugarcoat it for you. We're not going to nerf it up for you. We're not going to tell you that it's not going to suck most of the time as you learn new skills and make yourself uncomfortable. But that is necessary for you to earn your right to be free. Yes. Yeah, so level one, become and remain a prolific earner. For some of them, we need to hover there for a second. And that's why we have the real estate treasure map. Make as much net income as you can as fast as you can. Next, be tax wise. Assume your CPA is not going to save you anything. Become literate yourself on how to legally pay less in taxes, including the benefits of starting an LLC and S Corp, et cetera. By the way, we talk about that in Harris Rules too. Yes, be careful who you listen to for financial advice. Nearly all professionals who offer financial advice, regardless of their title, are actually salespeople. They get a commission if you take their advice. And we have some recommended books in there. Uh, learn about HSAs and retirement accounts that are tax-free. And most importantly, and we mention this, everything that we've ever written before or coached before, save 10% off the top of every commission check, then work up to 20%. Some of our coaching clients are saving 40, 50, 60% off the top of every cent you earn and put that money into an account that is not easily accessible, 
We always coach that a savings account is called a savings account. It is not called a spendings account, operations account, or tax account. You should not have a debit card against it. You should not have a checking account against it. It is savings. And by the way, when you've actually gotten to the point where you have accumulated uh, millions in net worth, the way the barometer in which you will it, to stay active in the game, your goal is going to become not to sell more houses, not to sell. You know, that's that's going to be sort of amateurish thinking. Once you've gotten to the point where you're rich, where your money's working for you, you no longer work for your money. What you're going to be focused on then is the uh, increase in your net worth every year. That's what's going to be, that's like advanced. And I hope all of you guys can well, get, there. get there. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, Julie. That's okay. So this is, again, stage one, right? You've got to, you can't really skip this stage because no. you won't have anything to invest. You, you have to have a very, uh, essentially a foundationally sound business. Otherwise, you're not going to have consistent cash flow. That's it. So have starting with three months of savings and then working up to six months, a year, two years, five years. One of our coaching clients has 17 years worth of uh, personal overhead saved. You might ask why that person stays motivated because of what you said to increase her net worth year over year. Well, and also I know you're talking about she's older too, yes. and that's important for her. Mm -hmm. And her overhead, if I remember correctly, is like, you know, $42,000 a year. So she has that many years in cash saved because that's what it took for her to actually feel comfortable. That's not what we suggest. You don't need that much. You it's should a little overkill, but yeah, it's, it's way overkill. <laughs> but, but you know, for she her came from a, a family that she grew up poor, she was one of 10 kids. And she feels like covering her bases. Well, the way she did it, Jules, yeah. is she basically saved up enough money. She's had It's basically paying her virtually no interest but low interest. And mm -hmm. combined with her Social Security, she now she has enough cash that she will never yeah. have to worry about running out of cash. Exactly. Okay. So you got to get there. Now, level two, be debt-free. If you have any high interest rate credit cards, pay them off first. Psychologically, it's beneficial to pay off the cards with the lowest balances first. You will see and feel your progress. Note, Dave Ramsey books are your friend on this. Pay your house off. This is something that maybe now that you can refinance to a really low interest rate, maybe now that's something you you might not want to do. You know, it's funny. We wrote this book, what, two years ago? And that really has changed. It has. You know, guys, honestly, right now, if you can get, a, if, you know, you can lock in a low interest rate for 30 years and what houses are in Julie or and I. Or even a 15-year loan is even better because right. you get a better rate on that. Right. But Julie and I looked at, uh, well, I would do a 30-year and pay it as if it was a 15. That's that true. way if cash that's flow sucks, option. they can basically have a lower payment. But the 17.2%, uh, it's right now that the average home in the United States year over year has increased in value. I, I'm, I'm not going to say, well, we can call it an inflation or we can call it appreciation. Let's just say it costs 17.2% uh, more than it did of April of 2020. Now, I want you guys to think about that. 17.2%. So if you had an interest rate on your mortgage, and I know it doesn't pan out exactly like this, but it's an interesting thought exercise, if nothing else. If your interest rate on your mortgage is 3% and your house increased in value by a net of 14%, well, I'm thinking that for the most part, that was a free loan. And you're going to be in a situation, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity to actually lock in long-term low rate money. So in this market, I'm not sure with rates like they are and with ha what's happening with inflation. We do believe inflation obviously is happening. So does Warren Buffett, by the way. Um, and when, you know, we're in a time like this, maybe a, paying your mortgage off is not the smart move. Exactly. Now, we're going to talk about two different things for master plan level three, because this assumes at level three that you are debt free and you are still earning. And we're going to talk about two things, buying rentals and how that math works, and also making sure you're with the right brokerage so you're saving as much as humanly possible. Okay, so let's talk about rentals just for a second. 
All right, diversify where you buy. How many of them are listening right now going, oh, well, the average sale price in my market is 700 grand. How can I buy a rental like that? Julie, let's gl- let's yeah. blaze over this particular yeah. thing because we talk about this on the podcast. And they can get the book. Right, and they can get the book. But really the bottom line with rental properties is, is that don't buy in your own backyard, especially if your own backyard doesn't pen out. And there are markets yeah. around the country where you can still, even in this crazy seller's market, actually get really great rental properties. Yeah, especially our clients in the Midwest. They've got stuff, 180,000, 250,000. We have properties in eight different states. Yeah. Something like that. Like uh, Charlotte, North Carolina is still a pretty reasonably priced area, you know, unless you're super downtown. You've got uh, like uh, Paducah, Kentucky, a great client there. She has oodles of fantastic rental properties yep. there that are all less than 300000 People don't realize that what's happening is with these uh, sort of migration trends, uh, it, you know, there's more people moving out of the cities than are moving in the cities. The net migration out of the New York and out of LA and out of San Francisco, a lot of, you know, for the last two years, really 18 months, people are debating whether or not that was a permanent trend. Well, guess what, kids? It is a permanent trend and people are going to continue to move out of these densely populated urban areas and, you know, semi-urban areas. And they're going to live in, in areas where they're treated better, treated better by the government, treated better by just, you know, the overall living environment. So people are making, and COVID you know, induced definitely, but people are making the decision to move to parts of the country where they're frankly treated better. Uh, and that's going to mean that the states that are increasing in population now, we're talking to you, Tennessee. Yes, you, Florida. You know, yes, you, Texas. All these areas are going to continue to boom. So with the big booming areas of the country that were the big booming areas for maybe even the last you know decade, the last maybe century, they're not necessarily going to continue that trend as we see other major metropolises start to surpass in, uh, frankly, in, in population density and also, um, you know, income, average income of the people who live there. You sure. know, it's, it's extraordinary what we're experiencing in our lifetimes. I never in a million years would have predicted that I that know. would happen. I know. It's amazing. So master plan level four, now that you have passive income coming in, could be from rentals, could be from revenue share, could be lots of different places, but you, let's just say you've got 15 grand a month coming in. You have reached level four, okay? If you invested that 15,000 a month over 20 years using historical averages, you would have around $9 million. Remember, this is money being invested automatically from your passive income. Your regular income can go to buying other things to your overhead, et cetera. So what we're suggesting is you don't just basically throw the baby out with a bathwater. Boom, you've got enough passive investments coming in. You've got some rental properties. You bought some dividend paying stock. You were smart enough to be an EXP agent and join with Julie and I at EXP. And if you want to join with the, uh, Julie and I at EXP, just text me directly at 512-758-0206. 512-758-0206. So you have income coming from all these uh, different you know sources. And maybe the dividend-paying stock only is giving you $12,000 a year. Maybe the revenue shares, you know, whatever, right? So, But all these numbers together accumulate so that you have enough money coming in passively now that you no longer actually have to worry about your personal overhead. No, we do not want you to retire. We want you to continue earning money in your cases through selling real estate because we want you to then put those uh, that money that you're earning from your passive investments and your mostly passive investments. We want you to put that money into other sources of uh, you know wealth creation vehicles so that you can actually then start to multiply your net worth at a exponential rate. You will become wealthier than you possibly can imagine if you follow our advice. And by the way, one of the most common elements of any financial book or any really exceedingly wealthy person that Julie and I personally know, and living here in Dorado, Puerto Rico, we know many of them. 
is that all of them still work. One of the worst things you can do is making yourself irrelevant. Essentially, taking yourself off the field will harm you in multiple ways. Now, if you get to the point where you're at a certain age or other things that are causing you to no longer work, then, you know, this advice does not apply. But for the most part, the number one rule for long-term significant wealth creation is to continue to earn income and never actually have to spend the money that is being created for you passively. So for example, when you buy rental properties, when you have revenue share from EXP, when you have dividend paying stocks, you do not spend the money. You put that money back to work creating more wealth for you. That is actually how you create long-term wealth. That is how rich people have always done it and how rich people will always do it and how you can do the exact same thing. The path forward for you is extremely clear. It really does start with you having a skills-based, you know, a service-based, you know, being of service mindset, skills-based, making it so that you have the skills so that people want to do business with you, based real estate practice. And then always remembering that your actual product from your real estate business is profit. It's just don't be, please do not be confused about that. If you're not creating a significant profit in your real estate business, you're never going to have the ability to do all the things that were suggested that you can do. And again, we've had people who've had these epif- had the epiphany, the light bulb go off, that they can do everything that we're saying. We've written this book that with a lot more detail than you guys have actually heard on this podcast. It's called Harris Rules, Get It ASAP. And then when you start allowing your brain to saturate with the idea that sometime in the very near future, relatively speaking, to how many days you've actually already been on this planet, you could actually set yourself financially free. And if you're listening to this and you're in your 20s and 30s, uh, do not wait. Do not procrastinate. Do not give yourself time. Do not look for another path. Do not look for more gurus. Do not look for more information. Do not look to nerf up your life or seek comfort. Seek discomfort. Seek making yourself uncomfortable. Because if you if you sacrifice, and it is sacrifice, let's not mix words here. If you sacrifice a little bit of your comfort for today, down the road, a lot sooner than you think, you're going to have an extraordinary quality of life and be able to do things. I'm not just talking about going shopping when you want to shop, though that's fun. I'm talking about being able to make a significant financial contribution when you want to, being able to impact other people's lives when you want to, having the freedom to live where you want to live, be the person you actually want to be, not the person you're pressured to be because you're beholden to a system that essentially is uh, nerfed your life up. You know, if you're, if you are beholden to a system in your own real estate uh, practice where you're living in a community and you live in that community because that's where you get your real estate transactions and you're, you know, you have to buy leads and you're doing all these other things. You're not free. Everyone around you is a little henpecking you, taking little pieces off of you constantly. And that's got to, if you acknowledge that emotional feeling, if you realize that many of you have chosen a path to always be in a golden cage, you're going to, I'll tell you, it's, it's scary it, because it's going to, it'll be offensive at first because then you might even look for somebody, you know, to blame for your predicament. But the truth is, ultimately, you're now choosing, as was our one of the last points, if you're not rich, it's because you're choosing to be poor and dependent. And that is the, that is the case. Poor and dependent, you can even replace those words. You're choosing to be lazy and avoid conflict or complacent. lazy, complacent, basically. And again, I know this is confrontational to all of you. And I know some you're asking them to own it. You're asking them to own their financial future. Yeah. And probably nobody else ever has. 
Yeah, I didn't think that's the bottom line. So. But, you know, I didn't know any of this, and neither did usually. When no, we got married not. 30 years ago. Nobody teaches it. I mean, nobody teaches it. And and to, to learn this stuff along the way, and we didn't even really have anybody. We never had anyone lay it out like we just laid it never. out. Nobody. We no. never had anyone tell us like we – we had to learn all this the hard way yeah. and put, put bits and pieces together. And what's interesting, too, is when you go and talk to people that are really, really wealthy – and you ask them how they did it, they can't tar- articulate it like we did it. They, they can't think like, well, they can think it, but they can't really break it down into sort of, you know, manageable mental pieces that you can sort of work through. The, the point being, guys, is you now have a path forward. We've told you what to do. We've told you how to do it. You can, you know, essentially bounce us around everywhere. And if you look at the foundations of what the book is with regards to wealth accumulation, it is what Warren Buffett teaches. It is what Charlie Munger teaches. It is what the wealthiest people in the history of you know humanity have done, going all the way back to Marcus Aurelius. This is how he accumulated his wealth. We, Julie and I didn't think of all this and create all of it. We studied it. We researched it. We were constant skeptics of the central entire financial system. And then we started deep diving and realizing that most people trying to sell you stuff. Like if you watch CNBC, that's nothing long, nothing other than just a long ass infomercial where they're trying to sell you into this way of thinking and that way of thinking, you know, and there's a difference between investing and gambling. Okay. And I'm going to, let's just address this as we round the bend. You guys who are thinking that Bitcoin is investing, it's not, it's gambling. The stock market is gambling, you're right, in the short term. In the short term, if you're in and out, that's gambling. Long term is investing. Someone asked me two days ago, like uh, if, you know, Julie and I are doing all these sort of, you know, strange, you know, investing ideas that, you know, a lot of people are doing, day trader types. And I said, nope, I don't really know about them. Don't want to know about them. Don't care to know about them. Uh, Julie and I are long-term investors. That's what we do. We are playing the odds that Warren Buffett is correct, that it's the eighth grade, that the stock market and compounding interest is the eighth greatest wonder of the world, right? Yeah. You put your money in the stock market, you put it in S&P 500 index fund through Vanguard. I just basically laid it all out to you guys. You, If you put by uh, an S&P 500 index fund through Vanguard, it's easy for you to research this yourself. It's going to basically cause your money to double every seven to eight years. Double every seven to eight years. If you're constantly putting money into the money into those markets, VTI is one of the ticker symbols. VOO is another ticker ticker symbol. If you're putting money into those uh, index funds on a regular basis, the amount of wealth you'll accumulate is extraordinary. Now, the downside of the money that comes from the stock market is unless it's paying dividends, you don't have any cash flow to live off of, but it is a great way to create significant wealth and financial security for yourself. The best wealth and cash flow creating vehicle that I've ever seen in my entire life is definitely revenue share from eXp. I've never seen anything like it. It's unbelievable to me that more agents aren't like fighting to become EXP agents because of revenue share. And you know what else is cool about that is you can systematize that yeah. to be attached to every closing. So it's not even up to you to be investing. If no, no, you're thinking about equity. I'm talking yeah. about revenue share. That too. Yeah, rev- <laughs> revenue share, guys, is yeah. something that's truly extraordinary. And if you don't understand it, and Julie was just talking about the uh, EXP equity program where you can buy EXPI stock at a discount. I, look, I know some of you are resolute and I am this agent or I am that agent, or some of you are going to write crappy reviews. Tim and Julie talked about EXP again. I hate it when they talk about EXP. Get over yourself. Why are we telling you about EXP? Yes, we have a revenue share group. Yes, we want you to join our revenue share group. It's not a big damn secret, but we're telling you about it. It's because it's the best thing for you to do. If you're a real estate agent and you're serious about being financially free, if you're serious about you know wealth accumulation, 
I'm telling you straight up, we've never seen anything as extraordinary. And I don't care, not rental properties, not stocks, certainly not Bitcoin. We've never seen anything as extraordinary for the average agent to be able to accumulate true financial freedom more than what Glenn Sanford did at EXP. And guess what? If we didn't tell you about that, and you knew that we knew about that after everything we just went through on the podcast, and we didn't tell you about that... We would be pretty far out of integrity, wouldn't we? You know, there, <laughs> what there, a joke that would be, There's right? like There's like hundreds of five-star <laughs> reviews for I our know. podcast on iTunes. And there was somebody that came in. I This this was my favorite podcast until Tim and Julie started talking about EXP. You know, blah, 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 blah. Until well, they started to help me earn more passive They're revenue. obviously <laughs> just focused on their revenue share group. Oh, hold on. Now, let's yeah. stop there. So you were getting benefit from the podcast, but you stopped listening because we started telling you something that was going to give you a financial benefit to your life and that we also benefited from, and that somehow is offensive to you? Yeah, I don't understand. I don't either. <laughs> that does not make any sense no to sense. me. No sense. Yeah. I mean, we're telling you about the book because we want you to buy the book. And when you buy the book, we make a little bit of money. Is that Okay. We'd be kind of hypocritical if we were teaching this stuff. But isn't it crazy, though, how people think? I know, I know. But that's why we do the podcast, to try and help them get out of their own way sometimes. And fortunately, it's not that big of a percentage that's a blockhead. I don't want to talk about it much more, but that's the same person that feels guilty earning commission. Right. That's the same person that's in conflict with getting paid for providing service. That's right. Thus, they never learned how to provide service. Thus, they never get paid. Sure. That's the screwed up psychology that's associated with that. Anyway. Yeah. Speaking of which, I have to get to a coaching call. You Back do. To you. you do. But so in the interim, guys, if you want to talk to Julian about EXP, if you want to join our EXP Revenue Share group, uh, please do text me at 512-758-0206. In the meantime, your homework is absolutely to get our book, Harris Rules. Almost 500, uh, four, uh, what is it? Almost uh, four, four or 500, I don't remember, five-star reviews on Amazon. Please do get the book. Is it available on Audible? Really great reviews by the guy that we hired to read the book on Audible. It's just fantastic. So please do get the book, ASAP, Harris Rules. In the interim, if you guys want to communicate with me in any way, it's 512-758-0206. Have a fantastic day, and we'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank <laughs> you.